She packed my bags. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. Two friends in a movie. 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 And welcome to another edition of Two Friends and a Movie with Matt and Sixto. This is so weird because we're doing this through Zoom, and Matt, what he is doing all of the actions that he does when he does these things. He I'm looks like doing it, but it's like you're talking specifically to my face, and you're like, "Hello, everybody!" It's like there's only me here. I can't. <laughs> I'm talking to the world. The world needs to hear us in this time of crisis. All right. Yeah, you're right. You are right. People are like, we need more Matt and a little bit more 6-0. A lot more 6-0. I got to shave, dude, for the masks. Me too. It's getting there. Yeah, I got to shave so that the mask can fit perfectly. Stephanie made me a Star Wars mask because she's amazing. And because you're lame. I'm not lame. A little lame. I'm not lame. A little lame. Not really. Yeah. Anyways, um, oh. that's Matt. The voice you hear. Me. Baritone, the baritone voice you hear is Matt. Baritone, bitches. And uh, I'll be your boy, Sixto. And uh, just very happy. We love movies. We're happy, to, we're happy to have movies in these fucking times when everything is so gloom. But we're here to give you something to watch yeah. and make your life happy. And this week we're talking a little more positive. Yes! We talked about last time with... Contagion. Contagion was uh, quite a downer. But here we are on a better, 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 much better, 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 better choice. What I, What is going on? A better choice is... <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're talking Rocketman. Rocketman. And you know what's special about Rocketman? What's that? It's our 40th show yes the big four zero the big four zero we finally made it we've made it in seven years we finally finally made it to 40 shows <laughs> 40 shows and we're doing rocket man rocket man as you remember sixto picked rocket man one of his top five movies of the year and even yeah. challenged for the number one spot yeah i didn't give it as much uh, look as Sixto did. He convinced me and I watched it and I got to tell you pleasantly surprised. Aren't you? I was. <laughs> I, um, what? I was. I didn't. I thought I'm a bigger Queen fan than I am of Elton John. Right. So I like Bohemian Rhapsody a little better. Right. But the movie 
the way it was shot, the video of the movie is 10 times better right. than Bohemian Rhapsody. It's so much more creative. It's so much more, it's, it's really something that needs the medium to be what it is. And Bohemian Rhapsody could be a play. Bohemian Rhapsody could be, I mean, this could be a play too, but what I mean is like, this really takes advantage of the medium to make something spectacular. It's a, mm-hmm. It really is a, a, spec, a visual spectacle. It, it's great. It, it's, it's seamless. Yeah, man. Um, um, so those who way- don't know, Rocket Man is a biopic of Elton John. I know, right? And how he met his writer. Um, it's, it's crazy. You don't think of Elton John as the party animal, drug lord, or that he was. Right. Um, like, especially like when I was growing up listening to Elton, like when I finally, you know, entered Elton John in my life, like he was old man, he was singing right. the Lion King shit. Like, right. I was like, this guy's lame. <laughs> but little did I know, he was yeah. a true rock star. True rock star. For a guy that was singing songs like Candle in the Wind, you wouldn't <laughs> like Daniel, like my mom used to play this music and I'm like, this shit is weak. <laughs> Although I have to tell you, man, I have uh, the album for Yellow Brick Road and it's quite fucking good. <laughs> I am a big fan of that album. Um, what I learned between by the Elton John documentary or biopic or whatever you want to call it, is that his whole career is based on luck. Yeah. If that guy, the guy who spotted him, the talent manager, didn't see him in that bar that night, he never would have heard of him. If he didn't randomly get teamed up with John to be his writer, when he just picked an envelope, like in the middle of the movie, like he's talking to his producer and he's looking for someone help to not write even, but that's the point. That's the problem. That's not even his producer. That's the producer's like lackey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he he hands him a bunch of envelopes with songs written, and he's like, just pick one. And he just picks a random envelope, and it has to be this guy John who writes all his music for his entire career. Like, like it's just crazy. The other thing is, I don't know how appropriate. I don't know how exactly truthful this is because he seems more like a like a very stylized way of telling the story so I don't know how much of it is exactly true but if it's to be believed from the first that he put his hands on a piano hits you know what I mean like the shit just came to him yeah but but not only I don't mean he's and let me rephrase that I don't mean his talent I mean the, the moment he put his hands on the piano to play something that, that John had written, he was putting out hits since his first album. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah it, just, it just came to him. It was just magic. It was like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I read this thing for five seconds. Masterpiece. There is, like I was mentioning before, the, the, the way that they use visuals in this movie. Uh, from the colors to colors pop, uh, even the way they told the story, like when the very opening scene, like it brought me in right away. He's wearing this ridiculous red outfit with giant wings, yeah, like yeah. these things coming off his head, like antlers, devil horns, and, man. No, he's like an angel. Devil. Oh yeah, it was horns. 
Yeah, and yeah. he's walking down this dark aisle, and you think he's going to a show because where else would you be going wearing that ridiculous outfit? Right. And he walks into a room, and it's an AA meeting. Um, right. and like just from that that moment, like you're hooked. You're like, well, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> and um, I think that there is something very beautiful about um, using that that driving mechanism, the one where he's actually telling you the story, to actually make it interesting because he seems like he's going through his mind, right? Like yeah. the whole concept of this movie is like, it's him through his music telling you his life, but remember that these lyrics are not his. So like, there's a lot of it that's like, well, yeah, this music, this, this is why this resonates with me because these things really mean something in my life. You know, I don't know, I don't know how many, how many um, lyrics, um, And we hit a stalemate, everybody. I'm sorry. How many lyrics uh, he has written? Uh, the way the, 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 the movie went, he wrote very little, if not none, real lyrics. Right. So, I, you know, like, it just, it seems like he, like, I have your song. It's the one thing that he, <laughs> that comes up here. And maybe uh, uh, I'm still standing. But... I don't know that this means that he wrote it. I don't know, but I just, I feel like he, this is a perfect combination. It's like Matt and Sixto. Matt and Sixto. Right? Right. It's like, it's like Sixto has all of the talent and Matt is the guy that writes some things. And then all of the Sixto talent brings it all to fruition into like this beautiful masterpiece. Except I'm the one with talent. <laughs> He's got it mixed up there. I'm the one <laughs> on stage doing my stand-up, doing my shows, and then, yeah. you, you know, you give me a little bit of material here and there. That's yeah. why it's Matt and Sixto, and well, not Sixto and Matt. Well, it's Matt because people will forget you unless you say your name first. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's true. <laughs> um, so, here's the thing also. Uh, aside of being like a musical, which I, I hate musicals, I think I like two musicals in my entire life. Like, I even hate that in Mary Poppins, they sing. Like, I, I think really... I've only seen, like, two musicals. Huh? I think I've only seen, like, two musicals. Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not, that's not my market. But even as a musical, it is so fantastically well done and so incredibly consuming. And once again, the visual. I suppose this is what Mamma Mia is supposed to be, but I haven't seen Mamma Mia, so I don't know. Mia, Mamma Mia. Right. And I, I, I think that's what Mama, this is what Mamma Mia is supposed to be. Uh, like, use the songs to tell, move the story forward. Like Cats? No, because Cats is actually a musical. It's not based on pre-existing music. Listen, Cats. Stop saying Cats. That's <laughs> the um, So... The idea of of this being moved yes. forward by songs that you know, and then putting you in a situation where you can take those lyrics and they will it will um it will uh <laughs> what are you doing? You can take these lyrics and they they will um you can take the situations and they will fit the lyrics so that it gives you it gives you more depth to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think Fantastic. 
I think it, the, his music is what made the musical work for people like us, is that we don't care for musicals, but we like Elton John. So we're just looking forward right. to the next Elton John song. Right. And right. then you get that point, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot he did that song. And oh yeah, I forgot he did that song. And you want to like right. keep listening to the other songs. Like, well, what other songs do I not remember? And it's so, I mean, look, in, interestingly, once again, I keep going back to the idea of how this is driven by imagery with the music. It's like a giant um, music video to some degree. Oh, because no. because it's, it, the, the reason why it wouldn't work like a play, because let's say Hunky Cat, right? Like that's the part where you're seeing him really indulge into his richness and becoming an asshole. And having a man next to him that really drives him to that place by being a little bit manipulative. A little. But also by, by indulging him, you know? Buy this mm -hmm. house, do this thing, here's a bunch of drugs, let's go eat at, at the expensive restaurants. And um, uh, it just, that song and like um, Yellow Brick Road, like those are songs that really in the movie, have so much weight because the, of what's surrounding that that moment, right before it, during it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of where it's similar to Bohemian Rhapsody, is it's kind of the same story. Uh, you know, Elton John and Freddie Mercury have very similar paths to right. where they end up. Right, 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 um, right. And the music drives it, is based on the songs and how they came up with them and how it they are the songs represent where they are in their life at that moment correct uh it really it really drives the point through it's like oh that's why that song was made or that's why right. that sounds like that but i, I would i would argue that this is a little bit different only because um Bo bohemian rhapsody is a straight movie that has songs in it mm -hmm. you know and you're right it tells you why these songs were created but this is this is this uses the song as part of the movie. As a storytelling device. And yeah. I don't know that, you know, like I, I hesitate to call it a musical because I don't, I feel like. No, it's definitely a musical. Yeah, I understand. But like, I, I and it's. <laughs> don't hesitate. Just do it. I hesitate to call it a musical only because there are parts of it that. Seem to, that, that, that seem to be like, I feel like musicals are more like. Let me wraps with, with, uh. What's his name? Uh, with Wolverine, where it's like everything they don't say a single thing, like they they never talk. It's just always singing. It's always singing. And this is not like that, obviously. Another thing that I was gonna say about this that I really like is that even though it is a musical and even though it's fantastic and very and very imaginative, um, it doesn't shy away from showing you the really fucked up. <laughs> way to tr they treated him as a kid. Yeah, it does. It, it's that's why I think it's more true than we think. Because um, Elton John had a big part in producing it, right. and it shows a lot of parts that people don't really talk about, like his fucked up childhood, and right. drug abuse, and right. sex addiction, and all the other shit. His clothes addiction. Um, it really dies deep into who he was as a person. And the music is not center stage, which I think was really cool, is that it's about the music, but it's really about Elton John. And the music, right. like you said, is just a device to tell the story. Right, 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 right. Um, 
And a lot of these songs take, take like a very different meaning within the movie. Like Yellow Brick Road to me is always going to be what it is. You know, it's about a guy that doesn't fit in with the rich or he's being used for, for whatever reason because he's hot or whatever. Or it could be a girl. But in the case, it's Elton John singing it. It's a guy. Um, but it could be a girl. And it's like, you know, all of this fucking flash is not for me. I'm just a simple person. Let me come back to my simple life. But in this movie, it's more about like, I need to refine my roots. See, like it doesn't feel the same as a song alone as it does as part of this movie. Like as part of this movie, it's like I need to, I need to become myself again to some degree. Or the downside of this movie uh-oh. is that I did lose a little respect for Elton as a musician because I thought they were all his songs. And they're not. They're half his songs and half are written by somebody else. Who always been a lot true. of his hits were just like, all right, mail me these songs and then I'll write music to it. Yeah. Uh, just, just like I had a different impression. I thought Elton John did it all. I wasn't a giant Elton John fan before this happened. I just knew his hits from the radio. And I was under the impression that he wrote his own music. He did. Uh, he does write his own music. He didn't write anything. Was a no, little no, no. shock. No, you got it wrong. He does write all his own music. He just doesn't write his own lyrics. lyrics. Right. Um, um, was it a little bit of a shock? I was like, oh shit, really? Like, that makes yeah, me think yeah. a little differently. Um, but also, I feel that that's something that that I was joking before about the man and sixto thing. But I think that's something that makes sense when he has to make sense. In the case of, of him and, and, and his partner, his writing partner, the two of them, they're like Voltron. Like, they don't exist without the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that as Voltron, they're fucking unstoppable. They just, they're really powerful. They do amazing, amazing music, lyrically and, and musically. And... Uh, I think that, I, I don't know that that takes away from me. And maybe when I heard it the first time when I was a kid or, or a teenager, that might have shocked me a little bit. Like, oh, somebody else writes your shit? So how come I, you're famous and they're not, you know? <laughs> it was more of like a surprise. Like, like I didn't know that was a thing. I just assumed mm. Elton John wrote his own songs because he's Elton John. And it's like, this fucking guy is the, one of the biggest artists ever. He's got to write his own music. I just, it just, my brain didn't think differently than that. Right, gotcha. The final wasn't him. Was I don't know if shock is too much of a word. It's just I was surprised. I was taken back for a second. I'm like, oh, that's right. crazy. Um, but it's it's funny how many parallels. I keep going back to it. How many parallels to Bohemian Rhapsody this movie has? Like they both had not the greatest parents in the world. They didn't support him. He ended up going out on his own. He went crazy. He wanted to leave his original band or Elton John, his original writer, and try things on his own. And both of them failed trying on their own. They both come crawling back to their original group. Mm-hmm. And they both be clean up and become this giant star. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy that two very unique people in two very unique situations had a very similar path. So similar. But I think that's, um, I think that's the problem with stardom. Like, both of these guys are the front men of, of their individual groups. I mean, in the fact of Elton John, He's only one other person, you know, mm-hmm. but they get all the attention. They get all of the compliments because they are what's driving it. You know, like without that voice, you don't get to do it or without the, the, the swag of being the guy, 
right? The dress is weird or whatever the case may be. No, stop, stop dancing. My, me being swag. No, stop your swag. Um, but, uh, and so I think that gets to their heads once drugs take come in and, and more and more of that keeps happening. I think there's a sense of like, well, I don't need any of you motherfuckers. I am the star. Well, what, then, it taught, what it taught me was, I'm gonna start treating my kids like crap, force them to drink and do drugs and have lots <laughs> of sex. And maybe one of them will become a giant musician who will end up hating me, but take care of me anyway because they feel an obligation. Right. That's um, my dream. <laughs> also, uh, 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 what's the guy that plays Egerton? Egerton, how do you say his name? Egerton? Um, egg on my face? No, the guy that plays Elton John in the movie. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know his name, but egg on my face. It's not egg on your face. I know it's not egg. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. <laughs> this is wet. Uh, I'm gonna be high. Taron Egerton? 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 Is that how you say it? By then. Oh, come on. Stop with the, with the Bill Shatner <laughs> version. Egerton. Egerton. Iron Egg Edger, Edgerton? No, Egerton. Egerton. That's how you say yes. it. From the, from, the, from the Kingsman. Yeah, from the Kingsman, because I've watched that too. I he didn't is, watch that. He is a fucking amazing in this movie. He's brilliant. He's amazing in this movie. Incredible. Like Incredible. He's just, everything that he does, even the dancing, like everything, he just carries, you know, he sang every song for real. He, he, he reminded me, like, I did not doubt he was Elton John. For one second. For one second. For one second. Like, I mean, I, because... Just like Rami Malky, you didn't doubt he was fucking... Right. There, there is that section at the beginning when you start watching a movie where you recognize the actor. Yeah. For like the first three, four minutes or whatever, and then you get lost into their acting and you're like, holy shit. But this guy, Egerton... Amazing. He was... He just killed it. I think he's one of the reasons I like this movie so much because, I mean... And that's the way it should be, because he's the guy playing the main guy, yeah. right? And he really eats it, man. Like, he really just fucking... You have to, if you're going to be Elton John, you have to knock it out of the park. Absolutely. And he definitely did. Absolutely, dude. He even wow. made the gay scenes look fucking great. <laughs> Everything was great. Everything was believable. Um, the emotion with his father, when he goes back and sees his father with a new family. Yes. Like, you could tell, like, he was just upset and just ruined him. And it really made him click in his head like shit's not working. And then he tries to reconcile with his mother. And that's when I think the final nail in the coffin was like, shit, what am I trying to keep on my past for? These people don't appreciate or love me. I'm going to let it go and move on. And that was the first step of him becoming clean and becoming the man he is today. Right, right. Um... I think also that he has certain mannerisms. Like every time he put on a costume, and, and once again, when you see this movie, you will recognize costumes as to like, oh yeah, I remember somebody somewhere mentioned that Elton John wore that or I seen a mm -hmm. picture somewhere. And he really embodies those moments too. You know what I mean? Um, it just, it's really great to see. I would love to get in which my parents don't watch a ton of movies. Um, but I would love to force them to sit down and watch this 
and get their opinion. Some people who grew up with these moments yeah. and saw them yeah. firsthand, if they had the same experience we do. Because like you said, I only know these stories from being told stories. Right, right. I don't know them firsthand. Like, so to me, it seems real and seems like that could happen, but maybe the people who lived it, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I also have to, I also have to go back to the idea that I feel like this is obviously based on a lot of truths, but it's told from a very peculiar perspective where it feels like, well, it's from his mind, however he's seeing it, you know, and however he wants to do it, however he wants to accomplish it from his side. Um, one thing I just looked up was the director, who mm -hmm. is Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, Dexter Fletcher, yeah. yeah. He also did Bohemian Rhapsody, so I wonder if that's why it's so similar. Um, I would, I don't know, man. I, it doesn't, no, no. Because I feel like this movie, I feel like this movie has such a fucking unique sensitivity to it that Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't have. Bohemian Rhapsody is very straightforward and very much, this is what happened, this is the story. And even though it's missing a ton of the story, that's in the writing, not in the directing, you know? I mean, the way the story is told, I agree with you, the story is told a completely different way, but the bullet points that he hits are very similar. So I wonder if, like, he just really likes these points or these ideas or had success with it so he kind of revamps and does a new style, but a very similar way. Yeah. Um, because that's really the only thing that he's done that I've seen. So I can't really dole in to see like, oh, he does everything this way. Right, um, right. But also like given the fact that it's, it, these are both kind of the same thing. They're movies mm -hmm. about mega musical superstars that are both gay, both being treated a certain way by their parents. If Bohemian Rhapsody was done like this, I would have liked it 400 times better. I think so. But the thing about Bohemian Rhapsody that this doesn't have is that concert at the end, the Live Aid concert. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking, like, it makes the movie worth watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, the Bohemian Rhapsody has a bigger payoff at the end because right. he does that concert and he dies. Right, right. The sexy part of this movie is the early stuff. Like, you see, they show very little when he gets clean and has a very normal life because no one wants to hear that shit. No, no. Crazy, drug-filled sex adventures. <laughs> so the payoff for this movie is more in the middle where he hits the height of his career and he's fucking all these people and he's doing all these drugs and he turns that corner and then it kind of dips at the end. There's more of a... The climax is more in the middle with a longer payoff yeah. at the end where yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody climaxes pretty much at the end with a shot right at the end, and then just dies at the end. Right, 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 right. Um, I also feel that everybody else that was in this movie um, did an incredible job themselves. I think that uh, the guy that plays his partner... Um, John? Yeah. Uh, la, 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 la. The actor is uh, Jamie Bell. Jamie, that was Bernie. Richard Madden is John. No, Richard Madden plays his manager. You're right. I'm sure not. Bernie was his writing partner. Bernie Turpin is the guy that writes for him. That's why I was going like John. I don't yeah, think that's the name. I, 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 I mixed the two up. So Bernie is his writing partner. You're right. Yeah, so Bernie Turpin, yeah. yeah. And 
John Reed is the guy who tries to steal him away and says, fuck yeah. that he plays a He plays a king, uh, what's his name? I don't, I didn't watch Game of Crap. Yeah, he's in Game of Thrones. My wife was like, oh, that's the guy from Game of Thrones. Rap Stark. And uh, I have, oh, what, do you I get have... his throat slashed? Because every fucking person in that show just got that throat slashed. <laughs> king Throat Slash, that's what his name is. And that's what happened. He did get his throat slashed, so I was right. Um, he... I was dead on. Uh, I was. I have to say, man. I, I hey. keep saying it because I told I told my girlfriend Stephanie to come watch this movie with me when I had to rewatch it for this because I saw it too long ago. Um, and I told her, hmm. you gotta watch this because the sex scene between uh, Taron Egerton <laughs> and uh, and Rob Stark, which is what I call him to her, even made me think about like if you're gonna put two men to be sexy with each other. They couldn't have a better fucking pair of two men to be sexy with each other because mm. they are fucking hot, you know? <laughs> they are very good-looking men. Very good-looking men in great shape, just rubbing against each other. And I was like, well, look, I'm not gay, but come yeah. on. And in fancy outfits. And <laughs> always wearing, like, a fucking Gucci suit that's, <laughs> you know, perfectly tailored to his body. Uh, so... They they made it easy for you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I just I just also have to have to give it to the writer, uh, Lee Hall. Lee Hall. Lee Hall really made a really 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 good good stab at making this make sense. Mm-hmm. Really telling you all of what you need to do, telling you a full story. Really using the songs to make the swing into things. And whoever made the music, man, I got to check this out because um, composer, let me see. It was a great bookend. Like, it shows you who Elton John really was. Mm -hmm. Because, like, he was this happy, shy little kid who just liked playing music. And then all the shit got involved, and he turned to a different person with drugs and the sex and the fame and the money. And then he ends up on the other side the same way he was a kid. Just as happy little shy kid who wants to play music. Right. Uh, so I think he did a great job of booking and bookending book ending the two points. Like this is who he always was. Right. Shit got in the middle, but at the core, he's a good, happy, shy little kid. Right. Even though he does curse a lot. <laughs> That's an old man. He's really grouchy. Um, but can can you really blame him? No. No. I, Elton John can do whatever Elton John wants. Yeah. Um, I also, I also, uh, um, I just looked up who the guy, the composer is for this because there's some remixes, there's some remixes of music here. Yeah. Matthew Margerson that, that really, again, changes the mood of the song to give you more weight. But I think this is all directing, dude. I just, I feel like, wow, you know, directing and acting like this is. And the choreography was great too. Like. The, sh- that's true too, yeah. the shot scenes and how they, the transitions, my wife said the same thing, is my favorite part of this movie. How It's just seamless how they go from one scene to the next and different ages. He's a little kid and then he's an adult and you had no idea wh- how that happened. Like, But you don't care to figure it out either. The burger is eaten by a part like a man. Like it just, it was so seamless. You didn't right. even see it happen. Right. And and that's the thing that you didn't even care that you didn't see it. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't need it. 
because the store is there. Like all of the meat is is on the bone, so you can just keep eating the meat. And yeah, uh, I, I was I was very impressed. Um, I'm glad, man. If I had six toes to give this movie, I would probably give it all six toes. I give it six toes myself. I I, I think it deserves all six. And if this was 2019, it definitely would have been on my top five movie list. Right. And uh, unfortunately, I, w- I will say this. Having seen it once before and seeing it again to do this, A, and B, given the situation and how, how dire things are right now, um, it didn't have the same impact it had on, on me the first time around. So I, but I did appreciate the cinematography and the direction of it a lot more this time around. I think it's as a fresh watch, it gives you a lot more satisfaction. Yeah, and then you then you start looking for things like right, right, right. That was really cool. I want to pay attention to when this happens. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Those I'm waiting for this one song. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh. I just I think it it's it's so great. It's so very fantastic. Fantastic. And so go see it, you people out there listening to this. Go get Rocket Man. If you haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet, go watch that too. Maybe watch Bohemian. them back to back if you're bored. Bohemian Rhapsody gets four toes for me. It's just it's okay. Yeah, it was okay. I would probably go four toes, maybe four and a half. I'd go three and a half, four. Um, it's just I'm a, I, I enjoy Queen's music more than I enjoy Elton John's music. And that's understandable, but I just feel as a movie, like this is not a CD. This is a movie. Not like, a CD, you know, but two movies that were very similar. If I got to listen to my songs that I like a little better, I might do that. I'm a bigger fan of Queen than I am Elton John. So just fucking deal with that shit. That, I mean, listen, listen, relax, all right? Deal with it. Yeah, when I got married and all the groomsmen walked down the aisle, we played your song. My song? The one that, that I made? Your song. By my, John. my song, Two Friends in a Movie? That's what we played, like, Two Friends in a Movie. <laughs> Matt and Six <laughs> So Elton John is in my blood, but I still like Queen better. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, so get off my fucking back. But I mean, and they're very different. It's a very different thing, but I just feel that as a movie, do watch this one. And then if you have time and you're bored, watch Bohemian Rhapsody. I agree. Watch Elton John first, then watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. (laughs) Or if you're really going to watch them both, Watch Bohemian Rhapsody first and save the best for last. And, uh, ooh, excuse me. Wow. I'm going to cut that out. And <laughs> no, you're not. You better leave that in. <laughs> I'm going to start it with that. That's just going to be our cold open. Two friends in a movie. People are like, was that just a burp? Did I even hear that? <laughs> They're going to have to rewind it, re-listen, re-listen. <laughs> um, I did just record yesterday. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. But it's like on the same kind of theme. Not really. It's not really a biopic, but it's a movie about the music. So I'm a excited to see that and see how it ends up. So first watch Rocket Man, then watch Bohemian Rhapsody, then watch Yesterday and see what that's about. I, uh, I, I, uh, I have very little desire to watch Yesterday, so you let me know how it is. Me too. I, I, I like the, the, those two movies made me interested. Like, if yesterday would have came out first, I'd be like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> but these two movies, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about these songs. And it was cool to revisit that. Let me see what this is about. 
Yeah, yeah, let me know because I have zero interest. I feel, and a lot of people saying that yesterday is a fantastic movie. I heard a lot of people say it was shitty too. So, All right, right, well, there you my, go. My hopes are not too high. Um, but anything with Beatles music in can't be that bad. It, I mean, at least the, the Beatles music. Yeah, like, like <laughs> half the movie will be good. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, um, what about you? You got anything on your radar that these people should be watching? So um, I had all of these thoughts yesterday, and I forgot to write them down about movies that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so forget I said that, but watch Kingdom. Kingdom is being fantastic. Season two just came out. It's a Korean show. It's on Netflix. Watch it. Fucking watch it. Are you listening to me? I watch it. I watch it. I watch it. Good. Um, um, tell people about Gentleman. Gentleman is my favorite movie probably I've seen so far this year. Loved it. And, maybe, our uh, next, maybe our next podcast could be on Gentleman. We'll see if I get a chance to watch it. I hope so. Cause you know what I the mean, problem is? People are always fucking around now. So like... I used to be able to watch stuff on the, my train. I have an hour and a half train ride. So I used to be able to watch stuff on my train ride, watch stuff on the weekend when I'm at work. Now right. people are always fucking here. It's hard for me to be like, no, I'm going to watch this movie, especially if it's not kid friendly. I have to wait till they go to bed. Yeah. And if I put something on that Denise doesn't like, she's like, this is dumb. I don't want to watch right. it. And uh, if this kid gives it a thumbs up, she's probably dumb and she probably doesn't want to watch it. What? I gave you Rocket Man. No, no. Elton John gave me Rocket Man. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, do watch Gentleman. I fucking love that movie, and I'd be very happy to rewatch it just to do the uh, the the dingaling. The dingaling. Um, watch it with my dingaling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck Berry, come down. All right. Um, and also something I haven't seen yet that everyone's been talking raves about is Ozark season three. The first two seasons are very good. I'm sure season three is just as good. Uh, you should go check that out as well. Don't do check that out because Matt says so. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Go check it. Uh, right. So I think that ends our session of two friends in a movie for this week. Yeah, man. Have you got something else to add to these people? Nah, man. Uh, thank you for stopping by. San Diego. Stubborn. There's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Don't. No, even though it's not a beautiful day, make it a beautiful day. Make it a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cue the music. Two friends in a movie. <laughs> Two friends in a movie. 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 Touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home. Oh no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. Rocket man burning out his fuse out here alone. 
and I think it's gonna be a long, long time Till touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Oh, no, no, no I'm a rock-it man Rocket man Burning out his fuse out here Alone Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff.